Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome one and all to another edition of After Hours with Defo and Luby. No Defo today, just Luby. Uh, Defo is a little under the weather, but I am here and I am excited to speak with lovely, extremely talented, well-known automotive artist, Heidi Mraz today of HeidiMraz.com uh, and so much more. Heidi, welcome to After Hours today. How are you doing? For having me. So I, I want to get right to it because it's interesting in looking you up and looking into the different things you're doing. Um, I keep seeing automotive artists and I'm like, that's really cool. Like, I don't know if I've ever heard of that specific thing. And of course, you've done other forms of art and then you found your niche with automotive art. Where, where did that come from? Where did that start with you where you're like, I'm going to design cars and do different things to cars and use the term transformative. And it really is your art is transformative. Where did that begin? You know, my love for cars really started with my father. Mm. And, um, and he was the one who sort of, you know, got me interested in cars and pointed out, you know, the, his love for design. And uh, he uh, grew up in Germany. And so we were very lucky to be able to um, take a look at the European cars when we were young and traveled. So where did you, you talk about your love of cars coming from your father? Were you always into art? Because people ask me about this, what I do, our morning show sports, and then here on our after hour show, we talk about everything. Um, and that's been my whole life. Were you always into art, like from, from your yes. early days, oh, growing, yeah. coloring? and? That's that a great question. You know, my, my mother used to say that I was born with a crayon in my left hand, so <laughs> I was probably predisposed <laughs> to being an artist. <laughs> So, okay, so when it comes to your automotive art, um, what are some of the things that you're most proud of? You talked about some, you're dealing with cars and some of your stories. What are some of the things, the installations that, you know, really you look at and you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Well, you know, so I like to say that my art, if I've done it properly, is part eye candy, part history lesson, and part hide and seek. So you can always you know, hopefully they're beautiful and fun to look at. And then um, hopefully, you know, they impart some type of knowledge. Um, and then, you know, there's always a surprise in them. So I've done some pretty crazy things to share car stories. I've dragged a canvas a thousand miles through the desert oh, wow. um, to imbue it and ingrain it with, uh, you know, the silt that the area is known for during the Nora 1000. I have submerged a canvas in a Swiss lake to tell the story of a Bugatti that was sunken for 75 years. And uh, I buried a canvas in Bordeaux, France to tell the story of an actual uh, sports car that was hidden from the Nazis um, after they had invaded France. So the idea is to come up with these really interesting things that have people lean into the story and ask, well, why did you do that? And by doing that, they, you know, they, they learn and the story lives on. That's amazing. Okay, so where, where do you get your research? Like this is that's interesting. Where you're able to get these vehicles and then be able to tell the story in such a distinct manner. Because looking at your art, it's very not only colorful, creative, but it everything is different. Like you, you, you don't replicate, which is impressive. Like a, a lot of time with artists, you can tell their style. This is their thing. This is their, you, you are very intricate and detailed and different from one piece to the next. 
Well, I, that's a very good question. You know what? I think I what I do is I, I 50% of my time is spent researching uh, okay. the vehicle. Okay. Okay. And so what happens is I let that research drive my narrative. And so, for example, for the uh, first car that Porsche ever designed in a wind tunnel, I was like, that's really an impressive story about this particular viewer. It was a Porsche 906. And um, I had seen, they brought out for me to look at the original um, uh, wind tunnel model that they made. And it was really interesting because it wasn't full size, you know, you, you, it was a model and it was made like Jenga. It was cut up in pieces and you could, the Germans were brilliant. You could push a piece out if you didn't like the way that it was formed and redesign just that one piece. And I thought that really affected me when I saw that. So I thought, well, how do I share that story? And so what we did was we created, we built a wind tunnel. We put an exact replica of car, the car in the wind tunnel. We stuffed the chambers of the wind tunnel with a very fine pigmented uh, a powder and blew it over the shape of the car. And at the back end, I literally captured the shape that the wind made from this car. And that was the back end of that particular vehicle. So it's, I, th what, what happens is these, I come up with, you know, one important idea after researching mm -hmm. and I let that drive my narrative for the Porsche 917, which is arguably one of the greatest race cars of all time. Yep. A lot of people don't know this story, but it was terribly uncontrollable. In fact, at its first outing in Le Mans, a privateer on his very first lap uh, crashed and died. And they oh, wanted geez. to figure out what is wrong with this car. The works, the works drivers even refused to drive it because it was, it tended to wander on the track and 200 some miles an hour. It's pretty scary to be wandering on a track, yeah. had a tendency to wander on particularly the straights um, when it was going fast at Le Mans. So they took it to this track in Austria um, and the chief engineer, they had hired wires team to, to, um, to kind of figure this all out. And uh, John Horisman noticed that as the car went around and it came back into the pit, had dead insects everywhere on the car, but the rear wing, he immediately knew that it had to be an aerodynamic problem and not chassis flex or suspension geometry. Mm. So he takes out these, uh, he takes out some snips and duct tape of all things and sheets of aluminum. And he, uh, he refashions the back end. And the next morning the car goes out and it is, five seconds faster, which is equivalent to 50 horsepower. Yeah, That's crazy nuts. Yeah. The car goes on to become one of the greatest race cars of our, all time. It wins Le Mans in 70 and 71 becomes the feature of, you know, Steve McQueen's fabulous movie, Le Mans. Well, most people had never heard that story about mm. the insects. Now mm. I'm sure Porsche wasn't proud of the fact that they, that somebody else, you know, figured it out, but, but, um, John Horsman wrote about it in his book. Unfortunately, a lot of people did not read his book. So in, in 2016, when I heard that story, I was like, I got to share this. How do I do it? So what I did was I created a 917 out of insects. I used butterflies because, you know, gnats would have been a very difficult thing. No, that had millions of gnats. So I made, did it out of butterflies and other insects. I used entomology pins and pinned them to to create this car the tail end of the car was made out of jay gelati's book golf 917 which shares that story and so when you look at my pieces you can usually gain some information it's a stunning piece and people always ask why why insects why butterflies and then they learn the story how so how long and again we're talking with heidi moraz uh website heidimoraz.com great on the socials at Heidi.Moraz on Instagram and at Heidi Mraz Art on Twitter. Um, how long does something like that take? Like, I, I'm, you're just oh, they take some time. Mind. You know, like, 
uh, a lot of the pieces are commissioned and um, you know, gathering information and talking to um, anybody who's had reference with the car, that does take several months. And okay. then I will photograph, um, you know, I usually, because typically they are um, commissions, I'll have the chance to photograph the car. And so they'll, I'll take thousands of photographs, for every single detail you can imagine from bits of what, you know, even from the carpet to the engine compartment to all the nuts and the bolt, everything is photographed. And then I have that as a reference and they can be included in my pieces. Most of my pieces are assemblages and they are made out of the history, the provenance, um, who owned it, did it appear in any tabloids or books, all of that information I try to incorporate in it. So what you end up with is this lasting retrospect of a single car and all the lives and the culture and everything it touched, um, you know, up to the date that it's finished. I'm always curious when we talk about artists, whether it's entertainment or when it comes to art, uh, what they have in the future. Because it feels like you've gone to a lot of different areas. What are some of the things you haven't done that you, you are looking to possibly do, possibly accomplish? You know, I it's, that's a very good question. I like um, car stories. So I love it when people come and tell me a great car story because that's always inspiring uh, as far as what's what's next. Um, my most recent series I'm really excited about, it's called um, Driven to Abstraction. And actually, you can see uh, one of the pieces behind me. It's designed to be very um, uh, abstract and modern looking. So if it's hung in your house, you may not necessarily know that it's automotive art. <laughs> and then there's an unlocking mechanism, which is either a rear view mirror, convex rear view mirror, or you can actually do it with your phone or step away from it uh, to a, you know, a distance. And, and this hidden car is revealed. And it's really exciting um, to, to, to be able to share that with people and to see their reactions. I also have another series that's called Pedal to the Metal. And that is a series that looks like at first glance, botanical, a botanical, vintage botanical print. But when you step closer, you realize that it's really automotive art. And that came about because I had a, a, a client who said to me, Heidi, I would love to commission you to do more art, but my wife will not allow me to have any automotive art in the house. Oh, wow. And so that was my inspiration for Pedal to the Metal and actually uh, a part of this new series as well, because it's, it's sort of a play where you don't 100% uh, know that it's automotive art, but at the same time, it is all automotive art and again people can find you at heidemaraz.com is there any locations events in the future that people can see you in person see what you're doing you know as of right now so uh this next month i will be at the royal automobile club in um in london which oh, wow. i'm very excited to be part of the um the guild of motoring artists um and uh, I just was back from Sotheby's in London, which was fabulous and sleeping with art also in, in the UK. And right now I just finished up at a motor car cavalcade and, um, and I may be um, at the finish line at Le Mans in oh, wow. for celebrating their hundredth year anniversary. So there's some things coming up, uh, um, you know, uh, what you, I'd love for you guys to follow me on Instagram. That's probably the best way to, to see what I'm doing and, and, uh, check out my website. I appreciate it. And oh, that, that's where I update, you know, where I'm going to be and when I'm going to be. Well, and before we go, let me ask you, because it's funny, my wife's a digital marketing manager, owns a business. So she's always on me to do socials and I have my love hate relationship with it. I have to think that social media has actually been great for the artist because that's what people's favorite thing is just looking at stuff. Yes. So the fact that you're actually creating it and if you actually can go through the process and 
you know, some of these reels that people put together. Sure. It's yeah. got to be great. Social media's actually got to be great for the artists. It's got to be a way to get things out in a way that you couldn't before. Yeah, absolutely. It's really wonderful um, because you can show your process if you want to. You can share where you're going and it's instantaneous. You know, with, with websites, you have to you have to understand how to manipulate them and then update them. But, but social media is instant, you know. To follow her, she's great in the social media world. If anyone's worth watching, it's Heidi Miraz. Heidi, thank you so much for your time. And hopefully we get to talk to you again later and uh, talk about some of the other automotive projects you have. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me be here. Thank you so much. That was Heidi Miraz, and she is an automotive artist, which is friggin' cool. <laughs> and it's interesting when you get people on, you, you never know where it's going to go. That was entertaining and interesting and her process is amazing and the fact that she not only does these art installations and art pieces but that they have a story and then she she actually does that much research before actually doing the art which is a lot of the time artists just go and the fact that she does research and then just goes is wonderful uh so i really appreciate her time and appreciate you for tuning in check us out each and every morning on the Devo Show with Luby on South Florida Live. Check us out, our South Florida content, the Five Reasons Sports Network, and After Hours, Defoe and Luby here on the Believe Network as well. For the absent Defoe, I am Mike Luby Lubitz. No matter what's going on in your sports world, your art world, your daily life, you gotta believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, highly apart. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.